R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. Welcome back. Bill Edson is our guest for week number three. We're talking about leadership. Uh, Bill is the owner of a company called Guide On Strategies. And uh, Bill, you had mentioned in, I think, our, our first week of talking about coaching uh, student athletes. And that you know, I mean, I can't think of uh, a, a better uh, experience for leadership. Um, I got suckered into coaching Little League. And I say suckered because there was like nobody else that wanted to do it. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is all I want to do. And uh, um, I got to say, it was probably the best experience in my life because um, I learned right along with the kids. And um, and I feel like it. the things that I learned coaching Little League and then travel ball for, gosh, almost 10 years, um, I've been able to implement into my leadership style at the office where I work and with my family and my kids and it, it was just well well worth it now you do it professionally tell us a little bit about who you coach uh, how you got into it and some of the things you've learned sure well currently um, currently I'm a three-sport varsity coach at one of our local high schools um, I coach cross-country running, indoor and outdoor track and field. So indoors in the winter and outdoors in the spring. I always tell people that I have um, less time off than a NASCAR driver because even in the summertime, we're just, we're doing camps or we're tr getting ready to train for the next season. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's really, we really don't take time off. So, um, but it's because I love it. I'm not doing it for any other reason. And that's why I started, honestly, just like much how you just described how you kind of fell into it. I started, um, gosh, 1992 or 93. I mean, this is my 29th year of coaching um, interscholastic sports um, at, well, both high school and college level. So right now I'm coaching at the high school level. Anyway, small high school in New Hampshire. But when I started, it was at the rec level and uh, we had signed up our oldest son for a basketball league and just thought, you know, it's, he was in fourth grade. It's time that, uh, you know, he was a little wily, you know, a little bit of um, a little hyper. And it's like, it's a good time to bring some structure into his life and learn some, some things about teamwork and, and, you know, focus and some of the good things that, you know, sports can provide youth and, so we signed him up for this rec league basketball program and we drop him off and go pick him up, you know, once or twice a week. And about the third or fourth time that we dropped him off, we decided to go early to see how things were going. And I walked into the gym and it was chaos. There was like, there's 45 boys of both fourth and fifth grade there's there was no structure in fact there was one kid who literally had climbed up the back of the backboard and was hanging on the rafters from the ceiling of the gym and it's like oh my goodness he's not gonna get anything out of this right well come to find out it it was not to anyone's fault for, for, for you know intentionally but it was a it was a rec program and the intention was that some college kids were going to coach these kids as part of community service and it was failing miserably because right. they didn't have any kind of sense of structures or 
um, organizational ability to, you know, just to keep 45 little men, right. you know, <laughs> you know, contained because it was all about having fun. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it is, but it's also a great venue to teach life lessons. Yeah. Right. So, and that's what I got on sports when I, when I participate in sports was that it, it's the, it's the venue that creates the opportunity to teach and grow and learn. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I, I went and I volunteered to take the program over and turned, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, at the end of the year, I, I turned 40, a group of 45 screaming kids into three separate teams that got into a rotation of a league and actually, you know, made it a very valuable experience. But I realized how much I got out of it, mm-hmm. like you were saying. And, uh, and so um, the very next year, um, you know, I was bitten by the coaching bug right then. I mean, I loved it. It was so um, satisfying to help watch these young boys grow and become, you know, better people just in a short time um, as youngsters. It's something that I wanted to do, you know, at a uh, more consistently at a higher level. So the very next year I went and I started coaching basketball at, at the local high school. Um, and coached basketball for 13 years but have always coached track and field cross country um and that has been kind of like my mainstay that's been really true to my heart are those sports because although i participated in basketball it was track and cross country that really treated me right so i ended up um just focusing more on in you know within that discipline of sport i you know it's to me i learned very quickly that it's not about it's not about the W and I, and I studied, I studied successful coaches, um, primarily the two that I studied right away. And that I still look back onto our coach K from Duke university basketball coach Shevsky and John Wooden, who coached at UCLA, probably one of, well, those are two of the, the, the best, you know, basketball coaches probably in the history of the sport, um, arguably, yeah, but they had such solid philosophies about coaching and leading people and making differences in their lives because i think that's what drew me to it Hmm. was like i could see the difference in the behavior of these boys because you brought some structure to them and that in turn produced you know made them more productive Hmm. made them more productive ball court made them better people within their families i mean i had parents saying you know little johnny is unbelievable we We've been trying to trying to get him focused, or, and you've come right along, and you know, and so it's it's things of that of that nature that have kept me interested in it because it's the challenges are different all the time. So but what from a high apply? I'm sorry to interrupt. I was from a yeah. high level standpoint. So take a look at people listening now as parents, right? So leadership as parents. A lot of those things that you've learned in coaching, I'm sure you can implement in parenting as well, right? So what are high level some of those things that you learned, like those philosophies that you were able to implement as a coach that you think might be able to help parents be better leaders to their kids? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, everyone's, everyone's different, right? Every situation is different. Every, the personalities are different, the relationships, but it really is about relationships. It's about building trustworthy relationships. Um, and not that kids and parents don't have trusting relationships. I think for the most part they do. But the, I think the one thing that I do with my athletes, and now these are high school age athletes right now. And I'm, and, and, um, and I even, I mean, even appropriately with the, 
with younger athletes, but I've really dealt with um, high school and college age athletes for the for the majority of the time that I've coached, both both um, young men and young young women. But the one thing that I have really worked hard on is having them realize that although I am their coach, yes, I am responsible for you, and yes, I am essentially um, in charge of you. That we're in this thing together. Like we are walking side by side on this. We have different roles and different expectations. And I do trump you because I do have that higher responsibility. But but we are in this together and gaining this sense of mutual respect and and um, trust throughout any situation. Open communications without sense of um, being being punitive, right? Without them feeling like oh I'm going to get in trouble if I talk about this or I'm going to get in trouble if I have this conversation, but, but no, I can come to coach Edson and he's going to listen to me and he's going to tell me how it is. And I will, I will tell them how it is good, bad, or indifferent. But because of that openness that allows them to be secure within themselves, which allows them to um, overcome their challenges or, or meet their, you know, move forward with a, with a sense of stability because they know that I'm there for them no matter what. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I race, my wife and I race five children. So it, it's really, this, essentially it's the same principles that we've utilized in successfully raising our children that I get to, 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 um, to, you know, to teach valuable lessons of life. And to me, that's what coaching is all about, whether mm -hmm. it's athletics or now, whether it's in the, you know, whether it's for individuals who are seeking professional um, guidance and leadership, it's really about um, providing these lessons that are applicable to make you, you make yourself more productive, more meaningful, right, and um, more influential within the world around you, and and that's the, you know to me, having done this now for almost thirty years, it's about creating and setting these youngsters up to be the leaders of tomorrow, to be successful within their own communities or beyond, so that they can you know provide. I guess responsible leadership, responsible and responsible citizenship as they go forward. Mm -hmm. You know, to to me, that's the legacy of being a leadership coach and being a coach in athletics is is let's set ourselves up for success now, but something that's going to be so impactful that it makes tomorrow better. You know, makes tomorrow better. Um, you know, going forward. So you know, ultimately, I want whoever I work with, whether it's an athlete or whether it's um, a professional, I want them to be able to reach their highest potential. To be the most productive they can but also be very satisfied within their own life because it's not about making the most money or reaching um quotas you know or reaching their their sales goals i mean that stuff is all important don't get me wrong but it's really about you know the impact that you're going to make around you and and that's really what i want to be able to do is set people up for that for those big successes you know those high like you say those high level those mm -hmm. those um successes that really when you come right down to it matter you know so i, I want to finish up by we were we were talking a little bit about the name of your company guide on strategies um guide on is a, a a military term that i was unfamiliar with so I, I definitely learned something in our conversation uh and i think it's really pertinent to the style of leadership coaching that you bring and so can you explain what guide on means sure so a guide on is a is a flag it's usually at a unit level or small smaller group level that is carried um by a military 
uh, unit. Okay, it, it's um, it's typically um, rectangular with two points on the end. You can imagine what that might look like, but that's um, but it has designation on it. So. Um, for me, it, it's a strong symbol because of such a positive influence and profound experiences I had in the military. I wanted to reflect that and how my company will also will also be profound um, for those who want to be a part of it. And a guide on um, for one thing is that it will always fly to the front. So as a guide on, as a leader with guide on strategies or as a guide on leader, as I'm calling these folks, you're always leading in the front. You're always seeing that you're you're towards the front. You're always there for people too, and and that and as a guide on it signals a sense of a rally point. So if there's a, if there's if there is upheaval or or, uh, or if you're disorganized or you're just feeling that you need a sense of stability, you look towards the guide on, right? So you're gonna regroup at the guide on, and so a leader is that person. A guide on also, you know, it's out front, so you follow it when you're marching, you follow it in battle. Um, it it flies to the front and it inspires forward movement. You know, you're gonna you're going to attract those and have them move towards you if you are um, if you're using higher principles of um, ethical leadership and productivity, that's just simply gonna happen naturally. Okay. And then a guide on in the military is never flown unless there is leadership that is in that is present so they, they won't even fly the flag unless they have a leader present so they have a natural leader so why not you be that natural leader why not you be that leader that is the guide on that is being flown and so guide on strategies is all those things wrapped up in one that i can offer you know that type of program and process and personal coaching to help people become you know those influential folks that make a that make a difference for the for themselves, their families, their companies, and their communities. Bill, how best can people get a hold of you? I have a website, really easy, www.guidonstrategies.com. And my email is bill at guidonstrategies.com. So um, pretty pretty easy. And they want to reach out to me there. That's fine. On my website, I you can um, there's a phone number that you can easily text me. Um, texting is works really well these days. People are comfortable with communicating that way, so I, I have a designated phone line for texting. We'll put it. Yeah. We'll post. We'll post it with this. Uh, with when we when we post this podcast, we'll have everything listed for you too. All right, that'd be great. All right, Bill, thank you for spending these past few weeks with us. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you're inspirational to me, and uh, and I'm sure to some of the folks that have listened. And, and um, we appreciate all that you've done and all that you do now, and uh, wish you the very best. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you the best of luck going forward, too. Great. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for listening this week to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can also check out more content, including webinars at listentorea.com. Well, Thanksgiving is upon us, and beyond that, the traditional holiday season. The team at Reemployability believes it's important to focus on our mission and how each of us has the capability and opportunity to improve the lives of injured workers every day. For the next few weeks, we're going to focus on some true stories of people whose lives have been changed because of some HR professionals, risk managers, and adjusters who've been engaged with the injured workers in their care and had those workers' best interests in mind. You'll learn some practical and simple ways you can positively impact people every day you're on the job. Have a terrific rest of your week.